You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Hi, I'm Joe from the Editing Bay. I work this ridiculous work schedule. It gets me out in the early afternoon, so I get bored. Jeff from my comic life in 8-Bit has a similar schedule. So once a week, I'll run by, wake up Jeff, and force him to see movies with me. And then we come back and talk about it. Welcome to our Afternoon Delight. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Joe. Do you see that over there? What? The the, the fridge? The cabinet? No, no. There's a person. Do you see them in your kitchen? No. Can you ask them to make me dinner? No. We're going to have to fuck so you could see them, too. <laughs> it is afternoon delight here on the Next Wave Radio Network, uh, where uh, <laughs> where we go and see a, a first-run film. My name's Joe, joined always by uh, Jeff from My Comic Life and 8-Bit Gladiators. Uh, we go see a movie in the middle of the day, and uh, then we come back and uh, give you our immediate uh, impressions and thoughts on the movie, and uh, whether you should see it or not. And today's film came highly recommended uh, my friend Jessica was talking this movie up big time, and after I'd seen the previews, I was like, man, I really want to see this movie. Uh, and what we're talking about today is It Follows. It's, it, you know, she's not the only one that thinks it's a good it movie. It got like 92% of Rotten Tomatoes, right? No, 95. 95%. Is 95 critic score, 66 audience score. Oh, which wow, I, I, I can kind of see. I usually don't side too much with the critics. Right. But I, I think I'm somewhere between. I'm somewhere mm-hmm. between the critics and the, the audience. I thought this was a really good movie. I thought that it was it was a return to classic, like, John Carpenter-style, uh, Wes Craven-style yes. horror. Um, it, it had a lot of... It felt like Halloween at some points, mm-hmm. like some of the, way, the ways that it was filmed. Um, it was a nice slow burn of a horror movie that didn't rely on jump scares, which I love. Yeah. But it lost its way about about two thirds through the movie. It kind of lost its way, and the pacing just like fucking got thrown out the out the window. Yeah, it started off really strong, really fast. Like I love it; just jumps you right into the story. You know, leaves you confused at first, and then you you know, oh, okay, it start as more unravel. You understand what you saw at first. Yeah. R- really great pacing at first, and then yeah, it just. S- somewhere in that, somewhere in there, it just was like, okay, uh-huh. here we go. Yeah, like, you know, it. Just, yeah, but it really lacked. It kind of got to that point where, like, once everybody knew what the deal was, that's kind of where the forward momentum should not quit. That's where it should pick up. It should pick up there, and it didn't. It no. kind of started plotting around, yep. uh, kind of unsure of where it wanted to go for a good thirty minutes, <laughs> and then suddenly it was like, all right, we're gonna do this. We've got this plan, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I can't wait to see this plan come to fruition. And it was apparently a horrible plan because <laughs> yes. it backfired on them completely. It did. And <laughs> uh, So the basic story behind this movie uh, is that there is this being, this creature that will follow you. It walks. That's a, It's like someone saw Halloween or someone saw uh, Friday the 13th, and they were like, we love how these horror movie characters They'll walk. Like, someone mm-hmm. will run as much as they want. They'll run, 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 run. This character just keeps walking. Right. And, you know, unrelenting, but just walking, and eventually will catch these these kids. And it's kind of what they built this whole thing around, was that this thing is just walking after you. So you get in a car, you drive, it'll take as long as it takes for that thing to walk to wherever you're going. Uh, so you can buy yourself a little bit of time. But eventually, 
it will find you. Yep. Uh, much like Liam Neeson, <laughs> it will find you. Uh, <laughs> it's and, not going to yell at you. And uh, I thought that was cool. You yeah. know, this this weird, like, intangible ticking clock mm-hmm. towards towards your death. Now, they did explain, though, that there's a way to kind of to, to pass it on. Yeah, so it's uh, no longer, so, this demon thing is no longer after you. Not Well, not at that particular moment. So basically, you could pass it on by having sex. <laughs> uh, and so, like, if you have this thing chasing you, you have sex with someone, suddenly the person you had sex with becomes the prime target. Mm-hmm. And if they have sex with somebody else, suddenly they become the target. So you can kind of give yourself a few generations of, like, all right, I know that, like, as long as that person's okay, I'm all right for right, right. now. Um, which is fine, but at the same time, very um, transparent <laughs> in its attempt to like create a metaphor <laughs> of like uh, premarital sex. If you have premarital sex, it's gonna kill you. Well, I don't think I don't think it was it had anything to do with premarital sex. I think it was more STD and well, be, and no, being no. like the people who you sleep with, the people they have slept with also affects you. And that's and that's what we were talking about as we were leaving the movie theater. Right. But also, you know, there's that that horror movie trope that like if you have premarital sex, you're going to die. Yeah. Like you know what, maybe premarital we're we're thinking a little too literally on that term, promiscuous. If you're have if you're just having sex, if your kids yeah. having sex, you know, you are going to die in a horror movie. Yep. And that's another thing that they've kind of completely built this movie around. Mm-hmm. Um, which was clever in a way. Well, but, but the way that it was handled in some situations, I thought was a little sophomoric. You know, like <laughs> it felt a little Ill, ill-conceived. <laughs> and so, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, but, the, but then there were some moments where I was like, well, that's fucking clever. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't want to give too much of this away, though. So we have this story. I can't even remember the names of the characters in this movie. Uh, Jay is, was, is the main girl. Jay, okay, so she was the the the, the girl with the lifeless eyes and like just the <laughs> just a fucking right. brick wall of a face. Right. Then you had her sister Kelly. Uh huh. And then who I thought was the cutie. I was like, man, this yeah, this movie would make more sense um, if it was centered around her. Then I think their friend was like glasses. Yeah, it was like we'll call Yara, her Velma, Yara, or something. There like you that. go. And uh, and then Josh. No, oh, no, 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 jo- uh, Paul. What's his name? Paul. Paul and Greg. He looked like he looked like a Josh. <laughs> yeah. So Paul and Greg. Yes. Paul, who you might recognize if you've ever seen the movie, it's kind of a funny story um, about this kid who goes into a uh, a mental facility, uh, and I didn't recognize anyone okay. in this film. Okay, because Emma Roberts is in that. Uh, it was it was a good flick. Zach Galifianakis. Oh. So um. So yeah, so that's this whole movie is basically about this girl trying to run from the thing that's following her, this monster that it can look like someone you know or it can look like somebody random. Well, the thing is you're the only one that can see it. Well, no, is I was under the impression that it was someone you know or someone you love. And because I thought that's what the the guy who gave it to Jay, I thought that's what he said. No, he said it could be someone you know or okay. just somebody else completely, be- because but there's only one of them. Okay, because my, my whole thing was is like, okay, it's someone you know. And then when she started seeing the creature or whatever it was, and it was random people, I was like, well, I thought it was someone she knew. Like, yeah. they're, they're not following their own thing. And then, like, I also thought the reason why he uh, the other uh, side of that is like, I was like, oh, Okay, I get what they're trying to do here with with the safe sex story. They're also being like, see, it can affect your family, it can affect your loved ones. <laughs> yes, you know? you know. So like, okay, but now, but now her reactions like make more sense knowing that like it could be someone random. Yeah, you know. And so only at this point, Jay can see it. But then, uh, 
who whoever else was once tracked by this thing can also see it. Yes. And so like there's just <laughs> this weird triangle of sex throughout the movie. Yeah, which they don't play up too much, but when it happens, it's awkward to me. It was awkward every time. Mhm. Uh like she finally gives in and she has sex with the across the street neighbor Greg. Right. Then like he gets killed like within the first two or three nights or whatever, he yeah. gets killed. And then she like runs from it and goes to like a beach and there's like three dude bros hanging out on a boat. And are we supposed to believe that she like just ganged? Like well, see, okay, like yeah, is that <laughs> boat scene was really awkward because yeah, she she she's running and sees the boat with three dudes. Like I don't want to believe yeah. that she like went after and was like all right, saddle up, boys. Like, right? And was just like, uh, you, you F- know. Finger cuffs. Yeah. Like, like just, uh, there's no way. There's, uh, I, and the thing is, it never really comes back. Like, she never mentions it again, because Paul ends up asking her, hey, did you do it? And she's like, just once. Yeah. Remember? Like, so you didn't need that part with the boat. You could have just had. Yeah, it it, 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 it would have made a lot more sense just to be like, you know, she like goes out to, like, goes out to a bar or something like that and like just finds a random dude because earlier in the movie the uh they meet back up with the guy that gave it to her uh-huh. and he even says like you know i thought it would be easy for her to get rid of it because she's a girl and she can get with any guy she wants because yeah. she's attractive yeah and i thought like okay they're gonna play on that and she's gonna give it to someone else they kind of did well they did they do with with the boat scene <laughs> yeah but like you could have just been like I, well, here's why'd what, you have to show the three dudes? That, it, right? part, that part just doesn't sit it well was just with me. Weird. Here's the thing that I would have probably preferred: that she walked to the beach and she see the three dude bros on the boat, and she has that moment where like it's like, no, you know what? I could, but I'm not going to do it. I think that would speak more to her character because then you have the opposite that kind of happens later on. Again, I don't want to give too much yeah. away, but you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And I think that would have created a nice dichotomy to the relationship of these two people mm-hmm. that like, you know, she won't do that, but this person is willing to, you right. know, I think that's, that makes it more interesting. Yeah. Because we've, uh, did, we mentioned that she gave it to Greg uh-huh. and what we, what was weird is after is like, it seemed like they had come up with this plan where she was going to give it to Greg and then somehow, I guess in Detroit, the guy who wears the jean cutoff jacket, more of a vest <laughs> and greasy hair is a, is like the hot shit in town. Yeah. And because she gives in, to in him. The suburbs. Yeah. W- yeah. Like right on. Which that, we don't even know this is fucking Detroit until like the, the very, the very yeah. like the very end of the movie. And and even then, like they make a reference to eight mile and then you're like, OK, well, oh, I so know it's Detroit. I know of one eight mile, but maybe they're trying to be clever and it's going to be like eight mile, like, you know, St. Louis, uh-huh. like, you know. Yeah. And then like, yeah, OK, you see something that actually says Detroit. But so anyways, is Greg gets it. <laughs> And then the next scene is Greg's at a McDonald's uh-huh. with three chicks. three chicks. Like, what is up with the? Th- but at least he's with three chicks. But at least like he has his arm around one, and you can tell like, okay, they're setting this up. And so, but the one thing that they don't flush out is you know is you see him cuddling up with this one girl at McDonald's, and then it cuts back, and then he's holding her hand in he, the hospital. He's holding Jay's hand, and. You like at this point, it's like zooming in on Paul because like Paul has this thing for fucking Jay, and and so you can't really hear what they're saying, but it's alluding to like, did you do it? Yeah, I did it. But then, like you said, yeah, like Greg dies. Like 
it doesn't like I just kind of wish they would have like they set this stuff up, you know, with this situation with Greg and with uh, and and with Jay and the guys. Uh-huh. It's just like flush this out. Like, tell me, like, what happened? Right. Like, did Greg like sleep with that one chick did he, you did saw? He, did he give it to anybody else? Yeah. And, and if then not, she... why are you showing us this? Exactly. Yeah. It, you it, know, it was part of that's part of what I'm talking about, where like it kind of lost its way. It yeah. kind of lost its pacing about halfway through. And that was definitely part of it was. All right, you're showing me all these random scenes. And again, I dig the old, you know, Wes Craven, John Carpenter style where you're giving me, you're showing me more than you're telling me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's fine. But then there's where you're showing me too much. You're showing us stuff that we don't need. Yeah. And I get it. I get that, like, in a lot of those shots, like, if we were to go back and watch that movie, we'd probably notice a lot more stuff going on in the background uh, of the, of the, the, the creature following. But... I don't know. I kind of feel like for the sake of and the, the thing about this movie it's it's only like a, an hour and 40 minutes. Yep. So it's not that long, but right. it and could stand to be cut down a little bit more. It cut either cut down by deleting some of those scenes or increase the length of time and flush out some of these subplots. Right. And honestly, with the way this film was, I could go either way with it. Yeah. I, I would be happy either way with uh-huh. it. Yeah. As long as they played up a little bit more stuff, like when they went to the beach house. Yeah. Like that kind of felt like things were picking up when the creature showed up and we actually got to see what happened mm-hmm. when it finally gets within like, you know, t- a, a close proximity to the person it's hunting down. Right. And the fact that like it can also affect other people. Like I was under the impression, I'm like, oh, is this one of those things where it only affects and can touch and can be seen by this mm-hmm. person? No. Like you can, you can possibly like you know, you can get hit by this thing. You could cover it with a sheet so you could see where it is. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but then at the same time, it's still like immortal. Yeah, I would have liked. Okay, one, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about this creature. But at the same time, I want to know how that first guy knew so much about the creature. Yeah, yeah, is is. You know, I was actually really okay with not having like a black uh, a, a backstory of like the well, you know, like the creature manifested itself and like. See, the I don't 1700s. need to. I don't need to know where it came from. I just would like to have seen more of like a like maybe the dude that gave it to the first guy, like that maybe they went a generation beyond that dude, and like we kind of get some more information from that person. Like, I I can't. I can only tell you what I've experienced so far. Right. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm okay with that, that that they didn't, because once again, it goes back to what you were saying about how this film really, you, I don't want to say borrowed, but, you know, was definitely influenced by those Wes Craven and uh, uh-huh. movies, like, you know, and and John Carpenter, like, you know, especially like with Halloween, like Halloween, it just starts off with Michael Myers, like killing his, his sister, and you have no idea why, and like, there really is no explanation of why he's killing it you see that he was in 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 like a mental hospital but you you know they don't really say what happened uh-huh. like you're you're just led to believe that he is driven by nothing but evil okay then here's my thing then i agree with you i don't disagree but then i feel like if you're gonna just make it this ethereal thing don't have a character in the movie that suddenly has like all this information like that dude that had that slept with Jay when he mm. ties her to the chair and he's like, okay, I want to give you the rules of this thing and I want to show it to you. All right, you can't have that character then. Yeah. If you want to make it this ethereal thing that nobody knows really anything about, 
you can't have him spouting off all this exposition and mm-hmm. like and creative descriptive dialogue of what this creature is. Like what kind of science? How do you how do you know that? Because that's what's going to bring up the questions in my head. If you don't have a character like that, I'm not going to be curious. Yeah, I'm not going to ask. I'm point. just going to accept it. But if you have a character like this who's giving all this information, I'm suddenly going to wonder. How the fuck do you know? Yeah, because you're right. Because like in Halloween, they have the doc. I forget the doctor's name, uh, but you know he, the psychiatrist from the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. To kind of fill in stuff. So you're right. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying, and and that makes sense. Is uh-huh. yeah, if you're gonna introduce that, then you gotta you know flesh it out. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it still didn't really take me out of the story. Yeah. You know, is I still besides the drag? You know, uh, like you said, uh, for that thirty minute little bit. Other than that, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was a fun ride. Um, I did have some issues with it. Yeah, ha- it was, it's it, just like most movies. There's no perfect movie. Yeah, um, I just for Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> and and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I haven't really <laughs> seen much shit about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, no, is I just I just want to know like what year does this film take place? Yes, that's all I want. Yes, know. when does this movie take place? Because it's this weird like Batman the animated series amalgamation of like. The present and the past, like the costumes, all made me think, like, okay, seventies, eighties, maybe, mm-hmm. and then like the tube TVs and mm-hmm. with the bunny ear rabbits, which don't work anymore. And the, the, yeah, the, the old only, old cars. I was about the old cars, and the only thing that ever plays on TV is like old black and white yes. horror movies. But then that one girl has like an e-reader. Yeah, and like not like, and it's like one of those like really new ones that are like really tiny and look like the compact uh, makeup like uh-huh. kits like that used to have. It's like I know those are real and they, I know they just came out, and so like part of me believes that like I, I don't know if it is Amazon or whoever makes e-readers, uh, whoever makes those. I honestly believe like they put money into this film, Probably. and that's why she used it so much because there were there there's, were, there's never a scene she doesn't have that exactly. Thing so I believe that was some big product placement. But so you have this brand new piece of technology mixed in with tube TVs where the old school bunny ear antennas still work, even though they don't and they haven't for a couple of years because they've switched from the analog signal a while ago. Uh Yeah. So and like you said, the cars and then the clothes and then the way like Jay decorates her room, like, you know, reminds you of like of like almost 80s. It was just like. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Like, you know, just, and you don't see a date anywhere. No, and they go to the movie theater and they're seeing what? Charade. Yeah. So they're seeing an old time class. It's like, great, for real. <laughs> it's a theater where somebody plays a fucking organ in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. That that scene was killing me because it was like the worst actress acting in the world in that, in that part where they're waiting in line to buy tickets. And like the person in the very front of the line isn't even fucking acknowledging the person in the ticket booth. I'm like, ah. Uh, can you buy your fucking tickets, please? Because they're only like three away from the fucking box office, too. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like they're far away. They should have put them further back. Yeah. So that way it wouldn't be so distracting. Yeah. Uh, I liked the way it was filmed. I love the production of this. It almost, the look of it, it looked like John Carpenter. It looked like Wes Craven. They had but, a huge smoke machine budget yeah, on this Yeah, film. they did. There were like, <laughs> I just remember throughout the movie, like, where is all this smoke it's coming ca- from? Dude, yeah, that's right. What it's the fuck? The like smoke. Uh, it felt like in some shots, it felt like it was like like Wes Anderson made a horror movie because mm-hmm. there was so much like symmetrical shots. Uh, it, it was very quirky. Overall, I enjoyed it, but in fact, like there's a part of me that while watching it, I really wanted to love it because 
it's got a lot of the things that yeah. I like about horror. Like a lot of my favorite things about horror movies, this hits on, but it didn't quite put them all together mm-hmm. right. Like it, you had all the ingredients, but you didn't quite mix it the right way, like the the perfect way, rather, I should right. say. Because overall, I thought this was a good movie. I thought it, I think that if you're going to go, if you're in the mood to see a horror movie and you're going to pay money, this is definitely the one to go see. Right, because it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't rely on cheap jump scares. No. You know, is is it builds suspense. Yeah. And yeah. you know and yeah, it's it, that yeah, is I, I agree with you is is I would spend this would be the only horror movie out I'd see right now. Right. And also is the soundtrack. Uh-huh. I loved the soundtrack. It's John Carpenter. It was it totally was John, so Carpenter. John Carpenter. It's so great this synthesizer thing going oh, on. It was so good because it's like that old synthesizer, but then like they're like, ah, well, you know, let's put like a little like of this new like electronic music, uh-huh. like f- uh, filter, run it through that. Yeah, and you know, but it was I loved it. But it was monotonous. It was kind of like a monotonous like, uh, uh, you know, three count. Of music, yeah. and it, and that's exactly what you would get from like a, from the thing from Escape from New York. Right. John Carpenter would play you the same like like little melody over and over again, right. maybe add a little bit, but that was it. It never it never it didn't take away from what was going on on the screen. I I, I honestly think like that was probably one of my favorite parts of the film uh-huh. was the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Uh, I think my favorite part of the film, I think, is just the uh, the way that they put together the creature. Uh, mm-hmm. It was creepy, man. Yeah. It was, in fact, did you have one? Did you have one incarnation of the creature that kind of that got under your skin more than the rest? Like one that scared you the most? Because I definitely have one. Uh, yeah, the her grandpa, the really tall guy. The okay, well, oh, the really tall guy, yeah. uh, not the naked guy on the roof. No, I was just like <laughs> laughing my ass off. I was like, the fuck, man? There's an overweight naked dude on the roof. Like, <laughs> what? Get off the goddamn roof! I know, like. That that like um that was like one of the scenes where I was like this is more funny yeah than, than... the the tall guy was for me too he yeah. scared the shit out of me yeah because he moved much faster than the rest of them yeah he really did uh you know and all, there's something about that that the like he you don't see a lot of like close ups of his face but uh-huh. like when you when he looks at her it's just creepy like that because there's one shot where he this tall guy is like walking behind another actress yeah. and you know so they're both physically there and the way that he keeps like a really tight space but still like keeps his distance enough uh-huh. so he doesn't bump into her yeah. and also at the same time seems to be completely ignoring her as if she's not even in his way uh-huh. i was like wow that that was really done well oh that reminds me uh okay so when she goes into Greg's house and there's the 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 creatures taking on the the, uh, the identity of his mother. I, I don't guess. think. Well, like, see, that's the thing is I don't know if it was his mother or not because it's well, just, he it, opened up the door and he's like, "What the fuck, mom?" But also, he assuming that it's just his mom. I think it is. I think it's. I think it, it's. Supposed I don't to be wa- his mother. because of what happened next, and that's I, what I wanted to touch on. Okay, so do we think that I don't want to give away what it is? Do we think that happens like to everyone? Is like. Does that happen to everyone that the that the creature finally gets a hold of? <laughs> and that also touches on like the whole like s- death by sex thing too. Yeah. Like it's going back and kind of collecting its due. I, <laughs> and do D U E, not D E W because no, that's I'm, gross. No. <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know. it's so weird. 
I, I would almost have preferred they never showed what happened. Right. And that or like to answer that question, like there were other people that obviously died throughout this film from the creature. Oh, you know what? No, because the very first the girl, girl at the very beginning is sh- her leg got really fucked up. Well, but maybe that was like a defense. I don't. Maybe that was part of the like, like it just, it's just really rough when it does it. <laughs> Because obviously it didn't take the form of a of a woman. It probably took the form of a guy. I guess. And we, I don't know. I don't know. It's really creepy, kind of pontificating on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but this is. Um, I don't think I use pontificating in the right in the right I, form. But it doesn't okay. matter. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm not but, the one that that's, that's going to have me. I think that's the thing that's going to leave me with the most questions. After, after like probably tomorrow, the day after, the day after that, I'm still going to be thinking like, what the fuck was it like? Is yeah, that, I would have preferred it never showed that. Yeah, and we just saw the guy dead. Like, and, and then the creature, like you know, maybe has a refractory period, and it doesn't quite immediately come after the next person. But, but yeah, like, I think actually seeing that led to more questions that never ended up getting answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, I I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Had a great time. I recommend it. Yeah, I do too. Um, that's it. That's all I've yeah. got. Oh, we've got a a screener for next week. Oh, do we really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be previewing a film that's not even out in the theaters yet. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that for next week. We are afternoon delight, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Afternoon delight. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.